Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I am thrilled. I think thrilled is the correct word. In fact, I know thrilled is the correct word to have my friend and NFL Network's Bridget Condon on the show to talk playoffs, and mainly 49ers Cowboys. Bridget, welcome to the Trace Sandler Show. Thanks for having me. This is so exciting and such a fun time of the year. I feel like both of us are just like pinning our eyes open because we haven't uh-huh. slept since the beginning of the season, but home right. stretch, and this is where things get really exciting. So thanks for it having is. me. In the words of Brock Purdy after week 18, it matters now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it really matters now. And it's funny, I've actually been heard Brock Purdy and a lot of the 49ers call the playoffs, the tournament, which I haven't heard really before. It makes sense. It's like the tournament, you know, win or go home. Uh, But I like that. I kind of like thinking of it as like a tournament. So in this tournament of ours, we're down to the elite eight. If we're going to like, we're going to do it. March madness. I love it. March madness. We're now we're in January madness. (laughs) I'm like really just loving this analogy. So we're down to eight and it is going to be the chiefs and the Jaguars after the Jaguars incredible comeback win over the Chargers, which you covered very well. And and that very nice team, the Chargers <laughs> fans. That was very kind. Just tell the listeners in case anyone well, missed it. I and just yours. feel bad for Chargers fans because they've really Rough. been going through it for like decades now. And mm-hmm. everyone was so hyped. They were up 27, nothing four turnovers in the first half. I believe it, it was just everything. It was roses. We were heading to Kansas city, booking our flights. And then Trevor Lawrence happened. They end up losing that game. So I put out on Twitter just to, you know, kind of sympathize, empathize with the chargers fans that this is, is this a basketball podcast now? Because we're going to, we're going to talk back about basketball, UVA basketball, which I also covered. I feel like people didn't realize that in the tweet, I was a reporter in Charlottesville during this time they lost. They were the number one seed in March Madness. They lost to UMBC, the 16 seed. Very infamously, no one seed mm-hmm. had ever beat a 16 seed. It was horrible. People made oh, no, fun of them. You mean no 16 seed? Yeah, ever sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. But then the next year, they won the national championship. So I just kind of put that out there on Twitter. I was like, look, Chargers fans, anything can happen. I was kind of half joking, but seriously, that's the thing. I mean, did anyone expect the Bengals to be in the Super Bowl last year? No. Did anybody expect the Jags to be in the playoffs this year? No. So, you know, anything can happen. Positivity here. I appreciate that. I think Chargers fans do, but boy, if that wasn't the most Charger (laughs) event I've ever seen. Oh my God. Chargers, they just love to Charger. They love it. But Well, they probably don't love it, but they do it anyway. (laughs) I had never experienced it. This is my first year on their team. So people Mm -hmm. had told me it and I'm like, no way. Like that's not a thing. And now I fully am like, Oh my goodness. I feel so bad for you. It is. It is very much a thing. Like chargers going to charger. It, uh, it's unfortunate, but maybe someday. Yeah. They won't. Hey, they just fired maybe. their OC and quarterbacks coach this morning. So new era, new era that should <laughs> solve everything. <laughs> should definitely solve everything. Basketball is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. 
always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, so, okay, so that's the Chargers. They're out. So we have Kansas City and Jacksonville at Arrowhead. This probably is where Jacksonville's Cinderella, I don't even know if we call it a Cinderella story, but kind of story comes to an end. But hey, any given Saturday, as they'll play on Saturday afternoon, but uh, that will be Trevor Lawrence versus Patrick Mahomes. So that should be a fun one. And then Saturday night, a battle for the NFC East. And I was thinking this morning, remember when the NFC East, like a year ago, was the worst division in football? Basically, whoever won it won yep. it by default, default, much like the Buccaneers. And we'll get to that in a minute. But now they've got three teams in the divisional playoffs. It is the Eagles against the Giants in Philadelphia. I am not counting the Giants out on this one. Absolutely not. This is going to be a massive game. I love East Coast teams because I feel like they just bring a Mm -hmm. different kind of fan base than we see on the West Coast. This is going to be gritty. This is going to be physical. Daniel Jones is starting to find his legs. He made Mm -hmm. a lot of really impressive plays last weekend where he's just kind of moving outside of the pocket. They're letting him do things like that and protecting him. Uh, You know, it it scares me a little bit about the Eagles because of, we don't know the full extent of Jalen hurts shoulder injury. Mm -hmm. I don't think that at this point in the season, you're giving all that information out to the media or to the opposing team. Plus there, you know, we've, we've seen this in the past where teams get that by the first round and then they're a little bit rusty coming out. Um, I, I think this is going to be such a good game. I hope it's a close game comes down to the final seconds, but yeah, like you were just saying, I remember I, you know, was in Virginia and North Carolina. So covered the commanders and it was that year that I correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the team that made the playoffs weren't even above 500 from their division. So just to see this, I think is so good for, you know, the competitive nature of football, because I think when, you know, the same teams dominate every year, we get a little sick of it. So it's fun Mm -hmm. to see this. Um, yeah, I, I'm and just the fan bases. Oh my goodness. It's going to be insane in that stadium. It most certainly is. I, I, that is like the NFC, NFC East rivalries too. I oh, just yeah. think are so intense. So, and I have friends who are like Cowboys fans or Giants fans or Eagles fans or commanders fans, and they can never decide which team they hate the most. So that one is going to be fun. And then the next AFC game will be on Sunday. The game you will be covering the Buffalo Bills, the Cincinnati Bengals, That is going to be a huge game, a game, of course, filled with emotion for a variety of reasons. The last time these two teams met, of course, was the DeMar Hamlin situation. He's doing so much better, which is incredible. That's going to be a very big game at Orchard Park, and uh, it's also going to be cold. Oh, my God. I've been trying to, like, Amazon Prime winter coats, but they're not going to get here in time. I don't know really what my situation is. I went to the mall yesterday in L.A., and, like, you can't get a winter coat here. It's just like a fashionable thing that doesn't actually protect you. Um, This is also going to be, you know, between this and the Giants Eagles games, I think these are going to be the two most intense games. Mm -hmm. Obviously all the emotion that, you know, with DeMar Hamlin, but also these are two of the best teams. I truly believe in the AFC, this could be the AFC championship game. Just didn't fall that way because of the seating. Um, I'm a little nervous about Buffalo, what they showed, Last weekend against Miami, things got really close there at the end. I mean, same with Cincinnati. I didn't think that game would be as close as it was with the Ravens. So it'll be interesting. I'm heading to Cincinnati tomorrow. So I'll be there in the locker room Thursday and Friday. And I'm kind of interested to hear 
you know, if they're starting to talk trash or if it's still, because after that Monday night game, because of everything that happened, there was a lot of respect from both teams, understandably so because of what they Mm -hmm. went through together. So I'm curious, you know, are we, are we still in that mindset or is it more, you know, kind of what they said about the Ravens? We hate these guys. This is, you know, back to just football, back to business. We're mad because they have the home field advantage because that was also, you know, a situation Mm -hmm. that could have changed had that Monday night game been played out. Um, but these are two Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. We're going to be talking about these quarterbacks for the next decade plus. So this is going to be a legendary game. And plus, you know, what happened last year in the playoffs between these two teams, uh, a lot of revenge. I think the bills are are after it's going to be going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. We and so many good quarterbacks this weekend. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing. Like just so many good quarterbacks, including the great Brock Purdy. So we have gotten to, you guys see how I did this. Just so you guys don't think this is my first rodeo. I went in order knowing we were going to end up with the game that our listeners probably care about the most. And that is going to be another Cowboys 49ers playoff game rematch last year. They played in the wild card. The 49ers won that game. It, that game ended weird. That whole game was weird. There were so many strange things that happened in that game. I, briefly, Monday night football, Cowboys bucks was a terrible game for the Buccaneers. Probably Tom Brady's last game in Tampa. Who knows? We'll see maybe Tom Brady's last game. I I didn't find it that surprising. I did think the Cowboys were just going to steamroll them because the Buccaneers talk about a team under 500. They're there because of Tom Brady, but this has not been a team that has played well or looked good really at all the season. They were just kind of like the NFCs before them. They were just lucky to be in that division. The 49ers defense is not the Buccaneers defense. Uh, Dak Prescott played a spectacular game Monday night. I don't know that he'll be able to play quite as well with the Pat, the Fortnite's pass rush coming at him, but this should be a good football game. This is an intense rivalry too, that has gone on since like the nineties or before. Yeah. I mean, it's been going on forever, but that is going to be the ultimate game of the weekend. Or I wanted to say, yeah, I guess the, the ultimate, the last game of the weekend is really what I'm going with. Uh, it will also be intense. Part of me thinks the 49ers are just going to run away with it. And then part of me thinks it's going to be very close and come down to the final second. I think what it's going to come down to is how many interceptions Dak Prescott throws. And I was concerned about that yesterday against uh, the Buccaneers because he had been on this spell where he'd thrown an interception. I think every game or almost every game I was at that game. The Cowboys played uh, the Jaguars in uh, Jacksonville and remember it came down to overtime in overtime Dak through the interception Jack win crazy situation. And that's really been the story of this team is, and it's not always been his fault. I want to say that too. Um, you know, he's had, he's worked with some new receivers, you know, the past couple of weeks, but when this team is good, they're really good. If they have mistakes, like we saw in the regular season, that's where they're going to trip up. And, you know, when you're going up against one of the best defense in the NFL and the 49ers defense and the pass rush, like you just said, that's when these interceptions are going to happen. So if they can, it's really going to come down to, and I feel like we're repetitive saying this, but the turnover battle, whoever wins the turnover battle is going to win this game. Uh, You know, the Cowboys have a great defense as well, but there are, you know, I do have some questions about their offense, their offensive line, how they're able to, to, match up against, you know, Nick Bosa. Um, so so that's a big one. I really do think it's going to be a more defensive battle for these two teams. And, you know, people talk about Brock Purdy's Dak Prescott. Well, in order for the 49ers to win with Brock Purdy, this, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, who's now relevant against one of the best quarterbacks in the league and Dak Prescott, 
they got to do what they've been doing all season, which is not really making the game against Brock, making it, you know, really revolve around Debo and Christian and George Kittle and, and just, you know, keeping it simple, not trying to do anything crazy because you're in the playoffs, you know? Well, and Brock Purdy had said a couple weeks ago, and I know for those views who listen every week, which I'm sure is obviously all of you, um, <laughs> but for those who are listening, be I mentioned, yeah, exactly. It should be all of you. You guys, I hope everyone listening right now is like, you said that, but, <laughs> but Brock Purdy said after the week 18 game, when people were asking about, you know, getting into the playoffs, he said, which I thought was interesting because it was the first time I've heard him say it out loud. And he said, the weight of the world is not on my shoulders. I just have to do my job. Right. We have the playmakers. We have this defense. And that's the reality. And that's, and I think when we talk about the turnover, turnover battle and mistakes, you know, it remains to be seen just how good Brock Purdy is going into the future. Yeah. I, my feeling is at this moment, he will be the 49ers starting quarterback next year. We know what Dakota Prescott is. I like to call him. <laughs> we, know, we, know, we know what Dakota Prescott is. We know how good Dak is, all of these things. But what Brock Purdy has been very good about is not making mistakes yeah. and not throwing interceptions. He's He's been amazing at it. He's had a few. There was a game, the game against Arizona, or was it? No, it was the playoff game the other day. Maybe it was, no, it was the game against Arizona. If it's all like bloody together. He, it looked like he was trying really hard to throw a pick, like real, real hard, and he just couldn't get it done. But for the most part, he's been really good about that. He's good at throwing the ball away. Minus this one 17-yard sack he took against Arizona. He's really good at avoiding the sack. He's very slippery. Yeah. He can extend plays. He can. It's just incredible. And if he can do that, I don't see how the 49ers lose this game. The, the Cowboys have a great defense too, but that pass rush with Nick Bosa has been incredible. The one area where I would say there's been a little bit of concern recently on the 49ers defense is at cornerback. So we saw, we've seen Diamond Lenore have a rough few weeks. He had a better day the other day. He had that big interception towards the end of the game. There was actually a very key play in which he kept DK Metcalf in the first half to four yards. And that actually ended up being a very big play in the game because it totally could have swung momentum, but it's been up and down. Charvarius Ward probably had his worst game of the season on Saturday. Not the best timing for that. But I think even with Charvarius Ward, who's been incredible for San Francisco, the last few weeks have been a little up and down. And that would be the one area of concern I have for the defense right now. Yeah. And I remember watching that game in the beginning, you know, we all were, I remember on Twitter, everyone was saying, you know, just to go back to Brock for a second, that, that this guy was not phased about being in the playoffs and he was, you know, so level-headed, they, things were going their way. And there was a, a minute there in the game. I don't know if it was the second quarter or the beginning of the first, third quarter where Seattle kind of, you know, got hot for a second. And because of the defense, like what you were saying, and Brock kind of, you know, making some questionable plays. And that's when everybody, I think, kind of tuned in and was looking, okay, this 49ers defense is facing some adversity right now for this 49ers team in, in, in general, how do they respond? And I think to your point, even though there have been some up and down moments at cornerback for this defense or, you know, on offense, when Brock is making some plays that we haven't characteristically seen him make the past couple of weeks, they've found a way to kind of stay level and maintain the success and kind of regroup and say, okay, you know, we can have these mistakes, but we're going to come back and and be stronger the next play or the next drive, which I think is very important, especially in the playoffs, because I mean, we saw it against, you know, the Jags and the chargers, if Trevor Lawrence and the Jags had a freaked out being down 27, nothing, they never would have came back. And that's, what's so important in the playoffs because these, these margins of error are so small, the mental mistakes, you, you know, they're so, they're so you, you don't have time to really like you, like, all the time you have in the regular season to 
go through these things. So it's all about that mental toughness and, and being able to make adjustments on the fly and, and staying calm, which I, I really praise the 49ers for being able to do this whole season, no matter you know where they are up or down. And I think that's the thing with Brock Purdy, to be honest, has been the most impressive yeah. for me. There's, you know, those first few games, there really wasn't much adversity at all. There was some adversity in, with Vegas. There was adversity a little bit in that, you know, Cardinals game. And then you go to the playoffs and he did not start out great. There was a, there definitely were yeah. some nerves, whether he and they want to admit it or not. And which is fair. Right. I completely understand. Let's remember who this guy is. None of us knew his name at Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> right. Like that's so uh, that, Totally. Maybe fair. you did. So the fan girls I, did. I did. I did because I've been with this team every day since yeah. July, and I've been with him since the draft. I mean, so I've known him a long time. But most people did not. Yeah. So I think you know, and then and I did five fun facts with him at rookie minicamp. But I say it. that because you guys should check it out because it's on Instagram. They've already seen and it, right? and it's gone viral. And I know you guys. If anybody's <laughs> missed it, it's amazing. It actually, if you want to rewatch. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to brag, but it has so many views. I feel like everybody really actually has, already seen it. but, uh, but so, but most people did not know Brock Purdy and kind of going back a little bit when the four ers were cutting their roster, you know, down to 53, when we talked to Kyle and John Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, you know, John said that he, he won that spot. He beat out Nate Sudfeld for that spot. And John Lynch had made a comment at the time and said, one of the reasons, too, not only did he prove to us that we want him on our team, but we also didn't want a chance cut, cutting him to get him on the practice squad because we were concerned that oh. someone else would pick him up. And, at the time, and they probably would have. And at the time, it's, I was like, oh, maybe. But now I, I see it. And they were very high on him from the beginning. Even draft week, when they, when they, when they drafted him, when we talked to them on the final day of the draft, they were very high on Brock Purdy. They were very excited about Brock Purdy. Brian Greasy, the 49ers quarterbacks coach, he was very excited about Brock Purdy. He, he spoke very highly of him. So they were very high on him, and now we see why. And kind of going back to the beginning of this conversation, that's what's been the most impressive about him is how he's responded. And, you know, the, there's this thing that people say in football all the time, the game's not too big for him. And it's not. You know, and it's such like sounds like such a funny phrase, but it's not. And I think we saw it the other day, and we saw him – show a lot of emotion the other day. There was the touchdown to Elijah Mitchell in the third quarter that really turned things around yeah. and really had the four ers at that point started to, to run away with it. And we just saw him get so excited and so much emotion. My favorite thing is when Trent Williams picks oh him gosh. up because Trent Williams is this <laughs> massive, massive human being and Brock Purdy is not. And he looks like a teenager <laughs> and he like picks him up. And it's, I just think it's like the funniest thing ever. It's just, it's so funny, but that's, what's been so impressive. And that's why, They've all been really high on it. Trent Williams is my favorite interview as of, you know, when I was out there, I don't know. I think Brock Purdy's first start that week. He is just such, he must be such a fun guy to cover because he's just so real and so raw. And the, you know, there's just so many fun players on this team, which also I do think really translates. Like everyone says, you know, how much does that really matter? The chemistry in the locker room on the field. It does. And especially in times like this, where, you know, I was just talking to Joe Burrow last week, I was down in Cincinnati and he was saying the biggest difference for them entering the playoffs this year versus last year is, or it wasn't Joe Burrow. Sorry. It was, um, it was one of their defensive players. I'm blanking right now, but he was basically saying last year, maybe if the defense or the offense had a three and out or the defense allowed a touchdown, people would be, you know, kind of mad freaking out. But this year, 
you know, you trust each other, you know, that's part of the game. And it's like, okay, if you guys have three and out, that's cool. We're going to go in there. We're going to stop this offense, whatever. Or the defense gives up a touchdown. The offense is thinking, whatever, we'll go out there and we'll get seven ourselves, which really makes a difference again, just to, you know, let the game play because there are going to be times where things aren't perfect. And the teams who can manage through that are the teams that are going to be in the Super Bowl. I did a story a couple weeks ago on this team and how many stars there are in that locker room. Mm. There are a lot of stars in that locker room. That's a good room, point. But there's not a lot of ego. There's healthy ego, mm. but there's not a ton of ego. And everybody I talked to, to a man, said, we want to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't care about how many targets I get. I don't care if I get the accolades. We want to win a Super Bowl. And that's what everybody wants to do and everybody has bought in on. And that it's been that way since the beginning of training camp. It was something that they talked about like that. It's that was the focus for the entire season and they are a fun team and they do get along really well. And I do think it starts with Kyle Shanahan and John yeah. Lynch and just the, the team they've assembled, but everyone has this common goal. And I think that's been what's interesting about this regime generally, because even in 2017, when they were zero and nine, that locker room did not feel like a locker room that was zero and nine and not because they didn't take it seriously, but because they'd bought in on Kyle Shanahan and they'd bought in on John Lynch and the culture they were building and the team they were building. And they knew there was a plan. And even if they were going to be zero and nine that year, things were going to yeah. change and it's worked. It, it just feels like too, that this is, we're in the middle of the chapter, but this book, the ending of this book is the 49ers winning the Super Bowl, right? Because yeah. I mean, can we go back to the beginning of the season or during training camp when Jimmy Garoppolo was throwing behind the bleachers at practice mm-hmm. because he didn't want to be mm-hmm. distracting the team because Trey Lance had won the starting job. And I remember, you know, I worked these new shifts and we're constantly like just watching for breaking news. And I remember there were days where I'd go in and they'd be like, okay, you know, we're watching the Jimmy Garoppolo news because people thought he would get treated or what was going to happen with him, or he was going to get released. You know, there was a point where people were wondering, are they just going to put him on the practice squad or are they going to just let him go? Um, you know, before everything got figured out, but it's just crazy that that's where we started. Trey Lance gets hurt. Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo goes in. Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. And then this guy, Brock Purdy, okay, he wins his first game against the Bucs. You know, crazy. Or I think that was his first. I guess he will start. He came in. Yeah, it was his first start. But I look at that Miami game because Uh, everyone says, well, he came in for Jimmy. He came in on like the second series of the game. Against Miami, who was red hot right then. And that team, and that game seemed to break the Dolphins. Oh, I mean, literally, that was, that Brock, literally broke the <laughs> Brock Purdy broke um, the Dolphins. <laughs> Brock Purdy broke the Dolphins, and he and I felt like at the time I was like, I think we have to look at this Miami game as the most impressive right. because he comes popping in here, and they and they weren't like, I mean, he had to lead them to a win. I mean, everybody obviously did their part, and the first couple throws were a little iffy, but I thought that was really impressive. And then it just got more and more. And the thing that impressed me the most is in Seattle on four days rest, oh, Thursday night football, yeah. and he's hurt. That environment. All these things, that environment, not healthy. And they win and they clinch the division. And I was like, this guy's. Right. It's, it, it, I think we all were thinking like, okay, you know, he beat the Bucks. Okay. You know, the story, you know, happy, whatever it's going to end, it's going to crash. And it hasn't. And so, you know, for someone who is just a fan of stories, it's either gotta be this Niners team or the bills, because I think the bills Mm -hmm. are the other story, everything they went through this season, you know, even Mm -hmm. going back to, was it this summer with the shooting in the supermarket? 
Mm-hmm. Or the beginning of the season. I mean, they have faced so much adversity. I know football and the football gods don't care about a good story, but it would just be amazing to, you know, have something good happen for one of these teams. Absolutely. And I think we very well may see a Bills 49ers Super Bowl. That would be crazy. A lot of people are picking Bills or 49ers Chiefs rematch, which also very well could happen yeah. because, you know, they're kind of good and they have a pretty decent quarterback back there. But How about the Jags think, upsetting the Chiefs? What do we think there? God, that'd be something. <laughs> I kind of, I'm all for it. And not because I don't like the Chiefs, but wouldn't that be such a great story? Yeah, I don't know it's that it's going to happen. I mean, Patrick Mahomes Probably is really not. good. But <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, well, that's, and Patrick Mahomes is the kind of player that he, you just need Patrick Mahomes. Like, really, like, obviously, he'll change everything. So I don't know that, you know, I don't, I don't know that, we can, It'll we can dream, know. you know, the, we could definitely there's, dream. That'd be there's so many, th- I just like playing scenarios through my head. And one of my scenarios that I like is the Jags against the Eagles in the Super Bowl because Doug Peterson mm-hmm. versus his former team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just, you always got to find the story, but I guess it just really yeah. matters about the football. <laughs> it does, but I your think fans, your of- listeners are going to be like, get this girl off. We just want to talk X's and O's. No, no, people come to this for story and X and they, if they're just looking for X's and O's, it's a different podcast. <laughs> they know that this one is a variety of things that I think the story, but I, to your point on the story, I will say this, the story goes back to the chemistry and the having fun mm. that, and I do think that can make a difference in a football game. Yeah. I really do. It, D'Amico Ryans talks a lot about hero ball on the defense and that he tells his guys, you don't have to play hero ball. We all have a job to do. And if everyone like does that. their job, we don't need a hero. And I think it's something that actually is permeated throughout the locker room. And I think that's true of really good balanced teams. And, you know, I think it would be an incredible story if the four hours win the Super Bowl on their third string quarterback, who then basically is, he better get paid. Season. He better get oh. paid. You He's think the, his first year rookie contract. Do you think the 49ers would keep him as a starting quarterback? You know, I, I Am I allowed to ask you a question? I know you're the host. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just curious because you're so close to the team. So if the 49ers have the situation where Trey Lance is healthy, Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, and Tom Brady wants to come there, what are they going to do? I think the Tom Brady thing is not going to be a thing. I really okay. I just don't think it's going to be. I think, we, I think we take the Tom Brady thing out of okay. it just because I think at this point, I also think for San Francisco, I understand that he is Tom Brady and he is the GOAT and I'm not taking anything away from that. But if Brock Purdy can win you a Super Bowl in this system, why risk it? Why risk yeah. it? Why like mess the apple for it? I, so I think if we take, let's take Tom Brady out of it for now. Okay. That doesn't mean it won't happen. The NFL is crazy. But let's just take, if we're just looking at, at Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, I think if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, perhaps they have a quarterback competition in training camp but I think it's Brock Purdy's job to lose and not Trey Lance's job. Even though Trey rings so much more with his legs. I just think, look at what he's done. Look at what Brock yeah. has done. And I think the other thing too, and this is not Trey's fault and this isn't anybody's fault and it's football and it's like probably my least favorite narrative, but one of the big reasons they were moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo was health. Yeah. And Trey Lance, has not played a lot of football and he's been hurt pretty much every time he's played. Yeah. He hurt his hand in his first, in a preseason game in 2021. He hurt his knee in his first one of two starts against, it was against Arizona last season uh, in place of Jimmy Garoppolo. He started two games, but he hurt his knee in that one. And then he got hurt. What and, week and did he get hurt this season? Two. Okay. Week two. 
about this. I think it was the second, it was the first offensive series, series, maybe. Second oh, play God, game. you just hate maybe that for a player. Maybe it was second play game. It was early. It was very early. You definitely hate it. And it's not his fault. Yeah. And it's football. Totally get it. But I think, I just think if Brock Purdy, and here's the other thing, and I haven't, we haven't gotten this yet, but I think this is the other thing to keep in mind. When you look at this offense and what Kyle Shanahan lets Brock Purdy yeah. do, he trusts Brock Purdy in a way that I have never seen him trust another quarterback. And Trey is different because the sample size is so small, but he trusts Brock Purdy and he just lets him go. And we really have not seen that with Kyle in this entire time. Yeah. And you think Jimmy just goes to another team? I think Jimmy goes to another team. Well, I have two, two I have this like hot take that Jimmy Garoppolo is on this team until the end of time. And he's just the like, backup. Just like getting water <laughs> or, or like coming in and not like till the, like literally like the end of time. But I think the reality is there are a lot of teams that need quarterback yeah, for sure this season. He's, you know, there's, I also have a very, this is like a huge hot take. This is like a scorching hot take. <laughs> Brock Brady, Give it to me. Jimmy is the backup and they trade Trey to try to get a pick or two oh. back. But okay. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to stay. Here's the backup. Cause in fairness to Jimmy, there are teams that need starters that will pay him as a starter, the four ers are not going to pay him 20 some odd million dollars to be a backup for the next three years. Uh, so I think there's, there's that too, but that's my feeling. I think it is Brock Purdy is QB one, Trey Lance is QB two. And like I said, maybe there's a quarterback competition, but it becomes more Brock's job to lose. But I don't know that they even do that. If he comes in here and he wins a Super Bowl, like, I don't, I don't right. know how you take the job away from even, him. He, and he's a, under contract, you know, even right now, Forget winning the Super Bowl. What he's been able to do, I, if he beats this Cowboys team, away. you know, mm-hmm. I don't even need him to to win the Super Bowl for me to, to for him to have my respect. You know, absolutely. He's. I think he's the guy. I really do. I think he is the guy because it's. I you know, there's people have said to me, well, "What about Nick Foles? He won the Super Bowl as the backup." But Nick Foles was a free agent. Different too. situation. Like, totally different. different situation. Totally different situation. And like this is. The, yeah. I mean, that would be incredible. And, and Brock then they is so young. He's what? 22 years old, 23 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine what he could look like in five years, even just a full exactly. off season as the QB one. Absolutely. So I just think, I think he is it. And I think if he could, the team respects him, the coaches yeah. respect him. And he's just, he's, he's got guy. that swagger so too, you know? He does. He's got that swagger. He's got the confidence. And I just think he is their starting quarterback. You heard it here first. You heard it here. Tracy Sandler, breaking news. Telling you, you, I really think it, that would be, that would be my feeling. Uh, I think as the Tom Brady scenario makes things interesting, but I think we take that out. I I don't know that that's going to be a thing now. Yeah. I think this kind of changes all of it. And I know there'll be a lot of people that be like, Brock Brady is no Tom Brady. I agree with that. But if you've got a young quarterback who's done well for you, like you said, do you want to, do you want to mess with that? Or this is not your future. It's not just about next year. Right. Now because it's about your Tom's going to come somewhere for a year, maybe two, you know, he's got to retire soon. So you're going to yeah. think about longevity and it, it, why mess things up to then just have to go back. Yeah. I understand that. Bridget, we have an exciting weekend of football ahead. I can't wait. Have so much fun in Cincinnati and Buffalo. You guys, Follow Bridget. Bridget, tell everybody where to follow. Um, yeah, you. Instagram, Bridget Condon TV. I think my Twitter is like Bridget Condon underscore. Somebody has Bridget Condon. You know, if we could just get them off Twitter, that would be great. <laughs> but um, I'm excited to see your game day fit. It better be fire. Thank you. Oh, I think it's going to be. <laughs> I will put it up for a vote, but I think 
I have an idea of what it's going to be. And I think it's going, I'm to jealous. Fire. You're going to be able to, I heard it's going to be nice in the Bay area. I'm jealous. You're going to look cute. I'm going to look like an Eskimo because I'm going to be freezing. So I don't know. Let me know how you look cute in a winter coat on TV. If anyone knows the answer, let me know. I will get, I'll get back <laughs> to you on that for sure. I'll get some thought of that. You guys, if you like what you heard, and I know you did, please give us five stars, leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at fangirl sports network. We are brought to you by bet online. And with that, Talk to everybody next time. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.